Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks and we have a lot of stuff going on so chris how about the show number and the date okay. and away we go Today is March 29th, 2022, show number 188, and uh, we're rolling right along. We're getting close to, uh, we now know our final four, and all the blue, the blue bloods have all gotten together. I don't think we've ever had a bluer blood final four than this. Uh, we've got the baseball not far away, about nine days away. We've got, uh, you know, the women's final four is set. We've got uh, hockey and basketball coming down the stretch, down the stretch they come, and the agenda for today, we have our panel, of course. Then we'll do college ba- uh, CBB. I wrote college basketball. We're not doing college baseball yet. We'll leave that to Pierre and Sean and Perry. They can do that in May. Uh, baseball, NFL, NBA, and uh, you know, of course, the NHL. Uh, then for the minor sports, we've got some stuff. We're going to do it in our panels. NASCAR is going to be taken care of by Sean. Golf, Sean will also take care of. Uh, tennis, uh, Robert has an item, and then I'm going to take care of a, a horse racing item. So I'll, I'll start with that because uh, we lost another derby winner, and we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago when we lost um, the one in, for the 1994 derby, who's mine, uh, I'm now escaping me. But Grindstone, the 96 derby winner, won it. He was 29. Jerry Bailey was his jockey, and D. Wayne Lucas was his trainer. He was the son of Unbridled, who was the 90 winner. And uh, he was uh, old, oh, uh, go, go for gin. That's who it is. I had written it down before from two weeks ago. Remember we mentioned that? And, uh, and that was 15 days earlier. And uh, now uh, Silver Charm is the oldest one who won it in 97. He was euthanized because of many old age problem. And uh, he uh, retired just a few days after the derby because of a bone chip. And uh, so they, you know, knew, I, I imagine he wouldn't have been ready for the Preakness. So they just said, you know, there's a lot of money in, in winning two or three triple crown races, but winning the derby is fine. So he just went to stud at that point and had a, had a good life, we can assume. So as far as my panel is concerned, it has been very cold here. Uh, the coldest weather we've had in March, this late in March, since the 1800s. It's very windy. Like today, when we came in, uh, went to a doctor's appointment with my wife with 39 degrees, but you could have fooled me when I went out there to bring some stuff up to the recycling. But anyway, as far as uh, basketball and hockey, um, I guess those are the things on my mind. Providence uh, fought the good fight. They uh, gave Kansas a much harder time than Miami did. And then we'll talk about the, the, the basketball games over the weekend. Uh, they did come from 15 behind and tip the lead, but they never really got their shooting going. And, and uh, they just took the lead. Sometimes when you have one of those runs, it just... Whew, 
we took the lead and then you run out of gas. And that's kind of what happened to Providence. So anyway, that was it. But these hockey and basketball things are getting crazy, especially for our Boston teams. Now, the Celtics uh, just lost Robert Williams for some amount of time. We don't know how long with a uh, torn meniscus and we don't know whether they're going to do surgery or maybe he can play after four to six weeks without surgery or I don't know. They don't know about that, but he's important. He and Marcus Smart are the two big defensive linchpins. You've got some good matchups in hockey and basketball coming up. Tonight, you've got Milwaukee and uh, is going to uh, go to Philadelphia and play the 76ers, and they're in, both in the top four in the East. You're going to have um, tomorrow, Miami is coming in here, and they would play the Celtics. They're the other two of the top four. You've got tonight, the Bruins are playing Toronto. You've got Tampa Bay playing Carolina. You've got the Rangers playing Pittsburgh. So you've just just the next couple of days, if you like the winter sports and you say, you know, uh, we've we've had uh, college basketball kind of lost track of them. This is a good couple of nights to kind of hunker down and enjoy some winter sports uh, before baseball really kicks in, because we got some good stuff going on. The host to be named later is here. Rick Swan. Hello. Um, my panel is pretty much kind of the same as Chris's. This, I've never seen two regular seasons come down like this to the end. It's, it's, I've been more excited about the regular season and on this one than I have in a long time. The Celtics, like Chris mentioned, losing Robert, but they also, out of last night's game, they didn't have Tatum, they didn't have Brown, they didn't have Horford, and they took Toronto to overtime. Yep. That, that, was, that was pretty impressive. And then the Bruins have actually been actually been the best team in hockey since January 1st. They're playing great hockey, and I love this this new guy, uh, Hampus uh, Lingholm. He looks real good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad he's with you, Rick. Uh, yeah. I don't have to see him in the West anymore. He's very <laughs> very dangerous, very difficult to play against. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm impressed. And, yeah. and they, they have, you know, over, the, over the last couple of months, they've shuffled their lines, and they seem to have them in a place now where everything is, is working real well. The um, Taylor Hall, who He's not putting up a lot of goals, but he is real. He's he's almost another center on that line, and he's feeding Pasternak, and they're they're looking real good right now. And um and it's just um football's finally finally seemed to calm down. We had the three kill thing earlier in the week, but other than that, everything else has seemed to quiet it down. Which is I I'm not a big college basketball fan, but except for St. Peter's, I I kind of think it wasn't a great tournament this year. I kind of think the NFL was more March Madness this year than basketball. <laughs> um. That. So that's all I have. Uh, Perry, what's going on in the Heartland? Well, you know what? Iowa State was better than I think a lot of people thought they would be. We, they won two games all of last year. They made it to the Sweet 16 this year. I think people will take that. You know, now the point is, what do they do now? Do they stay up there or do they go backwards? We'll wait and see and find out next season. But uh, the uh, Creighton Blue Jays, of course, took out the state of Iowa. They, we told you last week they beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. Well, on Friday night, they beat the Iowa State Cyclones, too, So, in the women. so, And then I think South Carolina took them down pretty handily. So it uh, abruptly ended for us Friday night in the Sweet 16. Uh, a week from today, the AAA season opens. So the Iowa Cubs will open. They open in Buffalo this year. So... We'll be playing those teams in the Northeast, so we get. We'll probably be p- playing Buffalo, Pawtucket, and all those teams uh, going Worcester. forward. Worcester, yeah, Worcester, Worcester <laughs> that's right. They moved, yeah. Um, yeah. and then of course, you know, we'll have our Omaha's and our St. Pauls and all those. I'm just happy we don't have to play those teams 36 times in a season like we have the past couple of years. That is way too much mm-hmm. of seeing a team. Hey, you won't be coming down here anymore though, because you're in the different league. Right, because Round Rock is in the West and all that. So everything's quiet other than that here. We're supposed to have thunderstorms, maybe some severe tonight. 
so we'll see how all that uh, goes. It's pretty chilly, so I think if we get weather, it'll be hail. But, uh, Bill, I would bet it's warm enough in Florida. You're not going to have to worry about any hail. No, I don't think so. We, you know, of course, there is a fall in those problems. So we just have to make the best of it. We're waiting on baseball to begin. And we're looking forward to that. Looking forward to the final four this weekend. I just got back from a trip. I had, we ordered new phones last week. And wouldn't you know, they mixed the phones up and our phone numbers didn't get on. So I had to make a trip all the way back. There's nothing worthless than a phone that does not dial. So rather using the smallest phone to the biggest, whatever the case may be. In the, and um, we'll be working on that. And we're welcoming a new phone, not to our house, but it's called the Real Big Sam. And it's really nice for people who like to use the Victor Stream and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be a new one along with a rumor I heard the other day I need to track down for the coffee club that there's going to be a third version of the Victor Stream. So there's always things for me to do and keep busy and and all of that good stuff. So I think it's your turn, Robert. Yes, it is. Well, uh, I um, I had a successful uh, procedure done yesterday, and glad that that's over with, and um, things can get back to normal for me uh, around here. And um, you know, uh, uh, boxing is still doing its thing, and uh, I'll be bringing up stuff from time to time when when it's warranted. So, um, and uh, we do have one sports story we can get rid of, and. That is the retirement of Ashley Barty, the number one tennis player in the world, age 25, has decided to uh, call it quits. And um, it's still reverberating around the tennis world. Uh, People are shocked that she uh, would do this because she's by far the number one tennis player going, and uh, she has not lost any matches in quite some time. And um, she just decided that, you know, she accomplished what she wanted. She she wanted to be the first woman since 1978 to win the Australian Open. She accomplished that. She always wanted to win Wimbledon. She accomplished that. So she said, I accomplished my goals. It's time for me to go do other things. So Eva Swantak is now your new number one uh, women's tennis player in the world. She got elevated because of the retirement of... Uh, uh, Barty, because uh, Swantech was number two, now she's number one. So uh, we'll we, we will see how that goes. Sorry for the dryer, guys. Um, <laughs> Your clothes are done, Robert. <laughs> yeah, they are. Anyway, well, um, other than that, everything is pretty much normal around here. Let's turn it to Texas, and Sean can tell us a few things. Well, we got a, had a busy little weekend here in Austin uh, this last weekend. Uh, they had the Texas Relays going on, which is a big one of the top three or four track meets in the country for college and high school. It's up there with like the Penn Relays, the Drake Relays, a couple of others. But it so you had that at the same time. Of course, we had the NASCAR Cup Series Echo Park 
Texas Grand Prix. They raced on the Formula One track, and uh, Ross Chastain got his first cup win. He had won, of course, on that on Xfinity and Truck, but got his first cup win uh, this weekend. Very good turnout for the race. Uh, you know, there was, I'd say, at least 150,000 out there uh, on Sunday. And we had the Dell Match Play, which I talked about the top 64 golfers in the world. They rank them, or 64 of the top golfers, and they do like an NCAA tournament type thing. Uh, Scotty Shepler, who's now ranked number one in the world after winning it, he he won this. He played seven 18-hole rounds of golf in five days because they had the round robin and then the round of 16 and quarterfinals on Saturday and then the semifinals and finals on Sunday. So he's out of University of Texas, 25. Uh, he was a multi-sport player, I guess, in high school, so basketball, golf, football. So, yeah, and we'll get the other golf news out of the way. Tiger Woods played around Augusta, so they're speculating he may be able to play Masters. So, But also, if you, we ha- we will not speculate about the fact that you can contact us throughout the week uh, at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net or 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0595, option number two. And you might want to stay tuned towards the end of the show because we'll have an update on the Bill Perry and Friends show on the status tomorrow, what's going on. So listen throughout the show if you really want to know. But it's a, it's, you know, not only, hey, this weekend... WrestleMania weekend up in Dallas, but here we're going to talk. I'll be talking about that elsewhere, but uh, here we're going to be talking about the Final Four. So let's get us into some college basketball where we had a right. really, really good weekend. So We did. Okay. So we'll run down the regional finals and people can talk about them like we do with our little uh, conversations about the NFL games because, you know, there were, there were eight games, of course, leading to that, but we then had the Final Four game. And we had on uh, Saturday night, first Villanova beat Houston 50 to 44. They were kind of in front pretty much all the way. They kind of, you know, they didn't, but they didn't control it. You know, Houston was, was hanging right with them. And, and, uh, you know, so Houston uh, put up a good fight, but Villanova, you know, all the experience they've had. And again, this is about the bluest blood final four I can ever remember. I mean, this is amazing. The four teams that are there. So, um, you know, except except I think Villanova is going to be a step below them because Justin Moore was injured on uh, Saturday night, and it's been announced he will not play in the Final Four. Oh, that's yeah, what, bad. yeah, what is this, uh, Jay Wright's third? This could be his third championship? Yeah. Third, yeah, it'll be his yeah, third Yeah, it would be their, their third, uh, you know, third in the, the modern era four all overall, yeah. But, but his you know, third, yeah, Jay, Wright, Jay Wright's third, yep. yeah, that's amazing. Yep, that's right. He's one in, six, I think, with 16 and 18, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, years, so yeah. Villanova, you know, has a lot of experience. Uh, they've been around, been together for a long time, but that is too bad that they have an injury like that. And he, got, look for Houston. Houston's going to be back there because Kelvin Sampson, I mean, Houston was there last year. I think Houston's team, but they, th- this was the best game of the regional finals, I think. It sure. was. Yeah. Okay, then Duke beat Arkansas 78-69. Duke kind of did have this one, kind of, uh, you know, you've, and I have to admit, I was kind of dozing. I had a shingle shot the day before, and it kind of made me sleepy during the Saturday, late Saturday evening, but they, they seem to be in control. I, I know Arkansas had some runs and stuff, but, uh, you know, uh, Coach yeah. K, back to the back to the Final Four again, setting yeah, a record that, 13 I, I times. Thought that, we had a I thought that game was a little closer in the first half, but in the second yeah. half, I mean, the, Arkansas would, yeah. would get a little bit closer, and then Duke would pull out again. And they, you know, but it was. I don't think you ever thought Duke would lose the game. No, no, they there was not. 
you know, I mean, it was not a threat. I mean, you knew Duke was going to be there, and then of course we all and it's all setting up for the big matchup with Duke this weekend. So. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. And then on Sunday, an amazing second half by Kansas. I mean, they just blew a out tale Miami. Of two, a tale of two halves. It was. They were behind by six going into the going into halftime, and I think they outscored them what forty-seven to to 14 or something like that. Anyway, they yeah, won it 76 yeah. to 50 and they played probably the best half considering the competition. I and mean, we had another blowout later, but considering the competition, they probably played the best half of the tournament. Yeah. You know, so they're, and they had kind of, you know, they, they had str- struggled with uh, Creighton, and they struggled with Providence somewhat, you know, so this really, they, they like, okay, we're going to put the, as, as uh, Mitch Holtus would say, put the hammer down. And they did, you know, and they really blew, blew, uh, blew them away. And by the way, they, they streamed all the, the uh, their games on WHB in Kansas City, so maybe they'll be on for the Final Four. So, we'll, yeah, we'll see if they do in the Final Four. But, yeah, the uh, six-point deficit at halftime and then the second half, they, they lowered the hammer, and yeah, Mi- Miami so. couldn't do anything. No. No. And the last game of the season of the week, this, this seemed like the kind of game that you would have gotten on, like, Thursday from Kentucky. North Carolina beating St. Peter's uh, 69 to 49. And, you know, they, there was never really uh, any doubt. They went right out and oh, took no. the lead, you know, like 12 to nothing. And then St. Peter's uh, was scoring, but they weren't, were never, never threatened. So now. They, Carolina did not do what the teams who played St. Peter's earlier did. And this is to take nothing from St. Peter's. They did exactly what they had to do. But they let them hang around and hang around and hang yeah. around and Carolina did not do that. They came out and they basically made the point of who was going to win the game right away. So, yeah. yeah. So this, and this, it, uh, go ahead, Sean. Hubert, Hubert Davis, of course, now he continued the tradition. I think every coach since even before Dean Smith has made the final four for Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coach. I, I do so, believe yeah. we, I believe, you know, we should, Tip the hat to St. Peter's. I mean, that is yeah. the oh yeah, you yeah. know, a fantastic tournament. No matter what happened, look at what those kids and can you know what they can tell their kids and, and their grandkids and now. Know, and the fans were just right. I mean, they were ninety two, ninety miles away from Philly. They were there this weekend for those. They kids. were twenty six hundred, the smallest school in NCAA Division One, and they made it to the Elite Eight. The fans, even the people. Everybody except the Carolina fans was behind St. Peter's. And and that's the interesting thing. In their conference, they are the lowest budgeted, lowest facilities in everything. And look look what they did with it. Yep. So on Saturday, we have a really amazing uh, doubleheader here coming up. Now, it's unfortunate with the Villanova injury, but you're, it's part of sports. What are you going to do? But Villanova playing Kansas, and they're still going to give Kansas a hard time. And Kansas has got to play like they did in the second half. They they slept walk through some, some parts of the tournament, and they won't be able to do that with the Jay Wright team. I mean, Villanova's going to be ready to go, and uh, they're going to have to watch it. And, uh, you know, and then we'll see if they've got their momentum from uh, – from what they did to Miami. And they've done that throughout the Big 12. They've slept through some games. They got some losses. You know, they had a loss to Texas, and then they lost to a couple others, not just not just in tournament play. The times I've seen them, you know, they've kind of backed off, and you, you can't, like I said, you can't do that against Villanova. So, I mean, and and that game's at 6.09 Eastern, and then this is a continuation of rivalry year. We have had, this is very interesting, of course. We had the Red Sox and Yankees in the wild card game. We had the Dodgers and Giants playing a postseason series for the first time in 
well, in, in, in this format, but since 1962. And now, for the first time ever, now they did meet in postseason in a tournament. They met in the NIT in 71, and North Carolina won that one because I know they won that tournament because uh, they beat Dr. J and UMass to knock them out. But North Carolina is playing Duke. And this is, you couldn't draw this up better. You couldn't, if you were writing a script, you couldn't, uh, who, who should Mike Krzyzewski play in the final four? Duke would, and North Carolina. That is his, you know, that, that's a story. I don't care if it's a 40 point blow up by either side. It's just sets up and it won't be, it's just going to be a good game. It, you can, the you can only, tell just the excitement will be there like the Red Sox, Yankees, like the Dodgers and Giants. The only thing that would have been better is if it had been on Monday instead of Saturday. Right. But And, of course, remember, they're coming off the whole thing because Carolina at Cameron Indoor, at Krzyzewski's yes. very last game at Cameron Indoor, they spoiled the party. So, you know. Yep. And, and I, and and I, think, and I think he'll remember that. And I think since he'll remember that, I believe Duke will win. I'm not going to say it will be a blowout, but I think Duke will win on Saturday, and I think Duke will win on Monday. And, okay. I, and it's been pointed. It's been pointed out, you know. Also, how you know Shevsky once got in the tournament. You know, he's been working the officials a little bit, and he's been kind of, hey, come on now, come on. and and they've stepped it up a little bit because he knows, hey, it's the end. It's coming to the end. Come on now, you know that was that was this, but come on, let's let's get. You know, they've stepped it up, and you want to talk because the NBA. I don't think there are any games on Saturday night. I don't think there are. And so you're going to see a lot of Carolina and Duke players that have off days on Saturday at this particular game. You're going to, you're going to see, because Wes Durham was on ESPN talking about that the other day. So mm-hmm. okay. I, uh, I, don't... I, I, I think Carolina's going to, I think, I don't know. I think Carolina's somehow going to spoil the party, but, and then the, I NBA, got, the NBA never plays on that Monday night. I'm not sure about Saturday. I bet there's some games. Well, I know. He... Well, a lot of the, he said a lot of the Carol, a lot of the teams that have Carolina and Duke players are off on Saturday for some reason. Okay. He, well. he I know the Celtics are, and they have Jason Tatum. So if he wants to go to New Orleans quickly, okay. And that that game's at eight forty nine on Saturday evening Eastern time. So there you go. I see a I see a Carolina. I can see a Carolina Villanova final, and somehow Villanova coming out on it though. So okay, I think they had uh, didn't didn't they play in the finals before? Was that sixteen? Oh, uh, the first they time they did. The, when, yeah, yeah. yeah when Carolina, believe, then eighteen going over beat Michigan. Yeah, it was sixteen yeah. they played, wasn't it? And it yes, it was. Or, uh, Villanova, Carolina. Yep. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that okay. ended on that ended on a on the bucket right at the buzzer. Hmm. Yep. So so anyway, but I I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be Kansas and Duke. That's what I think. Yeah, and I think Duke's going to win it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few notes, as we usually do. The coaching carousel moves along, although this, this one was hired last week. Mac McMahon had uh, seven, they signed a seven-year uh, deal for $20 million. But if uh, there are sanctions, or ex- he'll get an ex- extra year for any sanctions or anything uh, where he loses a significant number of scholarships. So they're fortifying themselves against uh, punishment for what was going on before. Uh, let's see. And then Kansas State hired uh, Baylor assistant coach uh, Jerome Tay and Murray Tang, State. What is it? Tang, isn't it? Tang? Tang, Tang. It is Tang. Oh, it is Tang. Like, okay. like, the, like the orange juice. Tang. Yeah. Okay. Because you didn't hear it on the phone, probably. Murray State, State is bringing back uh, Steve Prome. Uh, Prome, I guess his name, right? From, yeah, he yeah. coached he, there before. He before coached he went there, to Iowa then, he, State. then he went to Iowa State. He's the one that won the two games last year for Iowa State. Uh, there you go. Well, yeah. got a got a, a good mid-major, and they're going to the Missouri Valley this year, aren't they? They are, so he'll get to go back to the state of Iowa twice a year. 
There you go. Yep. Okay. The NIT is tonight, and, you know, it's, it's still a decent uh, the semifinals. Still yeah, some these, should be, these should be good games. Yeah. yeah St. Bonaventure be. and uh, Xavier will play at, at 7 uh, p.m. tonight on Tuesday night, and Texas A&M and Washington State at 9.30, but, of course, at Madison Square Garden. So those will be And, you know, I heard that they're going to start moving the NIT out of Madison Square Garden. They're going to try to have it at other places. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a good idea because no. I think that I think no. that's part of the NIT thing. If you get to that NIT, yeah. hey, if we win, we get to go to the Madison Square Garden. I, I don't like that yeah. idea. Yeah, when Rick and I were young, they used to play the whole thing there. They, they've, I remember yeah. BC being there back in the '60s and starting like uh, the Sunday. You know, they went all the way to the championship game. They won four, three games, and lost the fourth game to Temple in '69. They were all at the uh, in MSG. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, um, the first game tonight, by the way, uh, is on ESPN. The second game is on ESPN2. Okay. And Mike Krzyzewski now, as we said, he's 13 Final Fours. He passed uh, John Wooden for uh, the record there. And uh, that's a great record to get. Uh, and this this is an obituary that we need to do. And, and this is kind of an interesting one. And it's a, a college basketball one. But you say, who's this guy? But uh, you'll, you'll hear in a minute. Joe Williams, 88 years old. He was the coach of Jacksonville University from 64 through 70. Furman from 70 through 78. And Florida State, 78 through 86. In 70, he they were the finals team. Now, the way the NCAA used to do this was they it was very regional. They would do the East, the Mideast, the Midwest, and the West. And so when you got there, the East would always play the Mideast, and the West would play the Midwest. And that's how you, you did it. So you always had an East-West, you know, East of the Mississippi, West of the Mississippi kind of final. Well, Jackson, you say, why was Jacksonville even there? Because of Artis Gilmore. Artis Gilmore was a great college center and, of course, had a decent pro career. And the, yeah. one of the other year, the teams that was in the Final Four that year was St. Bonaventure that we just mentioned. And who was their center? Even a better career, Bob Lanier. So it just shows you that you can take, with if you get one player, especially back then, but still, you get one, uh, Larry Bird, you know, in Indiana State, you get one player, you can make a program uh, appear on the radar for a year or two, and then they may disappear back into oblivion. But, you know, th- those guys can do that. It's a small game. You can do that. That's why there's hope in places like St. Peter's for crazy runs like that. So UCLA beat Jacksonville, of course, 80-69, a- to 69, but not a bad game. And as they say, it was Artis Gilmore. And then on um, so and then fr- on Friday we have the women's final four set up. Connecticut and Stanford are going to play, and Louisville and South Carolina. And I don't know the times on that. I didn't get them, but uh, you know that is what's going on with the women. And UConn and, then, uh, and, and all blue blood, all blue bloods also. Did UConn was a yes. two seed? Stanford's a one. South Carolina's a one, and I forget what Louisville was. Louisville was a one. Yeah, they've yeah, all they've all won championships. And this is the 14th year in a row for UConn in the Final Four. So uh, now, and I thought back over the uh, UCLA, you know, thing. They were in 11. They only lost one. They were 10 and one in those final in the uh, Final Four. But they were in 11 of 12 from uh, 64 through 75. The only 66 the Texas Western year did they miss. But uh, that just shows you what they were able to do in the early uh, prominence of college basketball in the 60s. But you can't do that anymore with the men. There's too many, too much talent, and uh, so the. It, these women programs, usually you look at it at the beginning of the year and you could see six to 10 that maybe have a chance to win it. Uh, whereas with the men, you might look at the beginning of the year and see 30. So that's the difference in the sports, you know. And uh, so, a couple of notes in the women's game, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. It was announced that uh, Ashley Jones of Iowa State, who probably would have been drafted in the WNBA, is going to take advantage of her COVID year next year and come back. 
uh, Caitlin Clark at Iowa, who is not a senior, but she probably would have been very highly drafted, is also returning. So uh, okay. it's not with the men, if they can do it and they think you're going to be a top couple, they'll always go that it's not always that way with the women because they know they're not going to get what, you know, what the men get financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's all I had on college basketball. Anybody got any other tidbits for the baseball? I think that's it. All right, baseball. We got uh, the Ghost Runner is back, and I kind of I like it. And it's funny, Joe Castiglione, and uh, you, you talk about uh, it would be interesting to get a debate going with some of the broadcasters. But Joe and uh, and the Will Fleming like it, and uh, they think it brings excitement to it. I do too. You know, tune in. It's runners second base, nobody out. Uh, I was saying before the show, when we were talking about it, you know, it brings bunting back into baseball. Now that we're taking the pitchers, uh, you know, who couldn't bunt very well. And I'm not saying that these regular hitters can bunt, but I bet they practice their bunting more because almost anybody might be bunting now, even a, a, a Bogarts or a Devers or whoever, because you got to run with second with nobody out, bring it up, you know, Bogarts to bunt for Devers to come up or that kind of thing. So, see, you know, see, and I was listening to consequently, Chris says his broadcasters like it. Uh, Pat Hughes was off this weekend. Mick Gillespie, the voice of the 10. Tennessee Smokies was filling in, and uh, he and Ron Coomer, they don't like any of these rules. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, Ron, but Ron doesn't want to travel. I mean, Ron is, you know, we're not going to talk about Ron. Uh, you know, but, but uh, now, Mick Gillespie, he experienced them before they came to the major. Yeah. So, I mean, he would have yeah. experience enough to say, I do or don't like them, you know, because um, yeah. he works for the Tennessee Smokies, the AA affiliate of the Cubs. And all these things go through the minor leagues before they get to the big leagues. I like Zombie Runner better, though. I, you know, whatever. But that's just me. Okay. A pitcher can be listed as a DH so that he can uh, come back, you know, hit after he uh, stops pitching. So that that's good because somebody like Otani, yeah. you want him up yeah. as part of his start. So that was why the rule that's was, the rule was made for this. They call it rule. That's right. The Otani rule, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the uh, mandate is over, uh, the vaccination mandate for uh, entertainers and, and uh, players and so forth. So now we had Kyrie But not Irving anybody over. else. But not anybody yeah. else. Well, I think the whole mandate is kind of silly at this point anyway. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, I think it's the follow and that, the science. And that, and that was my, po- that was my point. That was my point when, re- when reporting the story on the phone. If you're going to lift it for some, you either lift it for all or you don't lift it for anybody. Well, city workers, I get because of their uh, city workers, I get because you employ them. I don't see how you can get into the private sector like this. You know, that's and he, my. And, you know, but he did it at City Field. He must be a Mets fan. Yeah, well, I, I, if he's think, I think I heard he was a Yankees fan. Yeah, but the Mets just gave him a million and a half dollar donation to his program. So you okay, know, yeah, oh, he's a Mets fan. Yeah, yeah. No. okay. Uh, there's always so a it, there's a, Rick. There's always yeah. a reason for these. It things, always comes follow the money. Yeah. Yep. Well, so. and Steve and Steve Cohen has a lot he can give. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know the thing is, of course, the Mets and the Yankees are more important to the economy, and that's what he threw it as an economy thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the Mets and Yankees are a lot more important than the than the Nets and the Knicks. So you know that's what they're saying, but I don't really know. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Milwaukee added our one of our guys who's, who floats around through uh, local radio, Josh Maurer, <coughs> who was the uh, with the Paw Sox and he was with the uh, Woo Sox as well last year, and uh, will be uh, radio with um, Jeff Levering, who, another no, former no, Paw Sox Gren- announcer. No, no, Lane Grendel. Okay. Oh, on the okay, Lane Grendel. Jeff, Jeff Levering Jeff- will do the TV. 
Right. Jeff Levering and, and Bob Eucher will be on the radio, too. Right. And, you know, th- this is when. And the reason for all- this move, Chris, yep. just so that people know who are Brewers fans, the reason for this move is uh, Brian Anderson does a lot with Turner. Uh, he will be. I think he's the number two in the NBA now. Um, yeah. He will be doing the TBS ba- uh, baseball games. Yeah. So you're always yeah. going to need to put Jeff Levering over on TV. So they brought in somebody. Yeah. And you still have Bob Euchre, of course, not on uh, on road trips at all. Right. I guess he's not traveling at all. Even Not, at all. not even, at all. He's not doing even those Arizona games that he was doing when he'd stay in Arizona, I guess. Right. He's just not traveling. No, because he, has, he hasn't games. even been doing the spring training games. Yeah. Okay. And but he's he's been doing Brewer home games in the spring training. Uh, no, because that's in, they're still in Arizona. He'll do the when oh. they get back to Milwaukee, then he'll okay. do the home. Okay. He'll games. do the home games. Okay. So yeah. So it'll be for, you know they'll all be floating through there. And uh, Josh Maurer's okay. He's he's not you know I mean he's one of these. We were talking about uh, uh, what's his name J B Long with the Rams. He's kind of like that to me. It just uh, eh, eh, you know gets excited when he's supposed to. Doesn't really seem heartfelt to me. It's all kind of the same. He did. BC basketball here. He did UMass football and basketball, did the Postdoc. So he's been around and he did spring training with uh, when they were just a few years ago, they just had the games on HGH uh, AM and uh, Joe Castiglione wasn't really doing that many. He did, uh, he and Will Fleming did them uh, together before Will was with the big club. So he'll, he'll do okay. He doesn't make any mistakes. He's a good professional, originally from uh, Philadelphia, I think. So uh, there you go. And of course, um, Lane, Lane Grendel, the former uh, announcer with the Nebraska Cornhusker. So you have a Cornhusker and an East Coast guy. Okay. Yep. So now I didn't understand this trade, and I don't know what um, is going on. I don't never understand what Colorado is doing, but Randall Gritchick was traded from Toronto to Colorado for an outfielder, Romel uh, Tapia. Tapia and an infielder that we didn't get. And I don't know what's going on. I realize that uh, Grichik, I think, was a good player it's, last year. What it is, Chris, is from what I have heard, and I listened to a little of the Blue Jays over the weekend, and it sounds, by the way, st- Ben Wagner is still going to do everything by himself. Wow. That seems to be a lot on one person. But um, it sounds like it was just a need. that they, they needed, the Blue Jays didn't necessarily need the power of Grichik, but they just, they needed somebody who could, you know, steal a base, and stuff like that. And Grichik's salary, mm-hmm. of course, was a little higher. Yeah, yeah. So, and so Colorado is mixing and matching and moving, and who knows what they're doing. And we did get the clarification that neither Washington uh, Nationals nor the Baltimore Orioles, their, their broadcasters, will be traveling radio or TV because they're all hired by Masson, which is Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. And then they run both the radio and TV uh, departments. And, you know, now, <laughs> will they go Sean to Baltimore? Angelos. John yeah, Angeles from Baltimore overseas Masson, so that's right. And and, and why Washington owners are going along with it? I mean, they it's not like they don't. And, spend we'll, money. and we'll get to and we'll get to something else with the Orioles here in a minute. Jerry and Al, we'll get to you guys in just a few minutes. Yeah, Keep, stay right finish there. this up. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, will they let them travel to Boston, Baltimore, and Washington? I bet they do. I bet they Probably. can do that. So they're pretending, of course, that it's a uh, it's a COVID issue, but it's everybody sees through that. That's foolishness. Yeah. Just trying to save money and and uh, put out a. Uh, and it's really unfortunate for I don't even know who do, does the Orioles. I don't listen to them, and you know I'll, I'll check them out sometime. But it's really unfortunate for J- Dave Jaguar and Charlie Slows because they're quality announcers. And they should be on the road, and uh, you know, and I'm, I bet they agree. But uh, and I would, and know. I would think that uh, I believe it's still Bob Carpenter on Nationals TV, and right. Kevin Franson. I would think they would agree. 
Right. That's right. Kevin Franzen came over from the Phillies. So that's right. So, you, well, we, we're in the middle of the baseball. We want to take some uh, – we can do these calls, I guess, now, huh? Yep. Then we'll, we do have some other baseball to get through, too. But we will, yep, let's uh, – Jerry, you're first, and then, Al, you're going to be up right after Jerry. So, Jerry, if you want to come on I in. I believe and, I am. There I you go, Jerry. You're a... good. You're good. Go hey, ahead. Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for Oh, I was really proud of what St. Peter's accomplished. I almost pulled for him. I knew North Carolina would beat him. But, uh, I was pulling uh, I for was, him, Jerry. Yeah, I was. I, I, I was. I was pulling for him. It would have been so great. Um, are they going to have that deal, Sean, where they have, a, a, you know, like on TBS and TNT and shoot, where they got all the different... And I rep- think they are. I believe they're going to do that again this year. I think they are. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that WHB will continue to stream Kansas. Yeah. We'll have yep. to see what happens. And there's a station doing Duke, too. That's It's listed on my stream. It's 1550. I'm not sure what the call letters are or anything, but uh, check check around. Check your Raleigh station uh, because they're they're doing they're streaming up through now as well, the Duke broadcast. I could try 1550 AM from Raleigh. You know, see it, see what yeah, I- see if that works. I don't know what Google would give you. because And the stream stuff that I get, Jerry, is sometimes inaccurate if I get it from the stream because it's old. He doesn't change the things. It'll talk about things that aren't really what they are anymore, you know, in, in his Utoons uh, database. So uh, that's just a guess. But anyway, it says 1550. One more question. I heard about, I don't know if any of you guys have this on the team, on your baseball teams, but the Pirates have, I found out today, is called a run prevention and game planning coach. <laughs> yeah, spend money on coaches, not players. Good idea. Yeah, I would yeah. I would bet Jerry all teams have something like that. They may call yeah. them different yeah. things, but yeah. they probably do. Yeah. Yeah, they have all these analysts now oh, and people that are, yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. Okay. Good Jerry. job, Jerry. Uh Al, come on in. All right. Hey, Al. Okay, yeah. I'm getting confused. I press star six and she says I'm muted. <laughs> you never know. Press star six. Don't believe everything you hear, Al. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, first, oh, I forgot my first question. But anyway, uh, oh, I know what I wanted. Did you guys ever receive your Braille baseball schedule? Okay. No, it's, it, sounds it, sounds like, a, it sounds like it's, it's going to be, Al, about the end of April. Yeah. Right, My guess you. was it would have been the middle of May, so this is good. I'm giving Kohler, and you know, I'm, I work for National Braille Press, so it's a competitor. But they're doing that's a good job. They started had to start from scratch, you know, just a few weeks ago, and that's not easy. Right. And they're doing, and they've got three things to set out: the American League, the National League, and the by day schedules. So they got a lot of work to do, and uh, you know, they're uh, that's that's a good date if they can start getting schedules out the end of April. That is a monumental accomplishment. I'll give them all the credit in the world. And the second thing about uh, streaming, I noticed uh, I've been scanning over the weekend the spring training games. There's uh, the same teams are streaming as they did last year. It sounds like because I tried the Baltimore Orioles, uh, WBAL, they weren't streaming. Uh, no. A lot of their games, Al, especially during spring training, are airing the on uh, MLB. Where I, if, you know, because I can do that on the computer, it is saying ninety-eight rock. So I don't know if yeah, they're on a different station. W-I-Y-Y, 97, W-I-Y-Y, 98 rock. That's their FM station that, that they oh. own. That's yeah, and, and also, Al, if if you have tune in live or tune in premium, it looks like you're going to get baseball. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Yes, tune in. Tune in. While while we're on that subject, Al, tune in live. If you have that or premium, whichever you have, you will get baseball because I kind of discovered it by accident last Friday. (laughs) 
and uh, <laughs> okay. they they do have baseball. So if you have the two, you can get any team you want that way. Good. I'll and, do that. Cause last year when they stopped doing it, I canceled it. I have to renew it. Thank you. Good okay. job, Al. Well, the thing, <clears> the thing <throat> is, don't be concerned right now. I mean, everybody can stream if they want to. But when we get to the opening day, there will only be a few stations that will. And if you're in an area, you may get your state. For example, and I'm not saying they won't be national, but WTAM could stream for Al. Al could maybe ask his device and play WTAM for him right. in Cleveland. But if right. I ask for it, I may not get it. So right. it has, you know, if we're going to talk about streaming, and yeah. we have a streaming group on our on our system, when we talk about it, we, we need to look at it from the national point of view. And, uh, you know, in your, in your local area, you may get something, but in the national, you, you may not. So You can get to tune in live, though. You'll be set. You'll be yeah, set. thank you very much. I'll yeah. do it again. Like okay. I really enjoyed All right. it. Well, Thank speaking you. of and then oh. football and football, and you'll have it for the NFL this year too. Also, right. That's speaking okay. of Cleveland, which is one of the many stops that he made, and a very good pitcher, Andrew Miller retired this year, this week. Yes, he, uh, yeah. he, he was last with St. Louis, thirty-six years old. Started here with the Red Sox. I was trying to remember, Rick. Do you know who they? Maybe they mentioned in the story of who the Red Sox get. I think they sent him to Baltimore. I think. Then they, oh. they did they get that wasn't when they got Rodriguez, was it? It might be, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chris, yes, Chris, it was because uh, he was traded in fourteen. Okay, then. Uh, for yeah. a, and yet you you did get Rodriguez in return. So yeah, no, and he was a really good uh, relief pitcher. You know, did, yep. did a good job. Okay, uh, Dave Roberts got an extension, a three year extension through the twenty five season, and yeah, started and with them in sixteen. And he's already predicting that we're going to win the World Series. And, uh, I got a good chance. Know, don't, don't worry about it. You know, and uh, he's right. I'm, the Dodgers are loaded. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Next week we'll do our picks. That's always yep. an interesting uh, thing to do. We'll do that next Tuesday. Right. No money was announced on the Dave Roberts uh, contract. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, we had. Uh, who was the guy that signed with the Twins just uh, today or yesterday? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Archer. Chris Archer. The former Rays pitcher. Yep, that's right. That's right. He signed and, with and Minnesota. In, and, in, and in case you don't have it, Chris, Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis. That's right. Yeah, for yeah. He's going to be the DH, yeah. Yep, yep. that's and, right. He'll be the DH. And he announced when he signed the contract yesterday that this will be his last season. So. And now okay. everybody, everybody is trying to make this that uh, – that, that Pujols and Molina, yes, they're retiring, but they're making it like them and Wainwright are all going out together. And Adam Wainwright has, has kind of poured water on that. He said, not so fast that I'm retiring. Okay. Yeah, right. Good for him. Okay. And then uh, we've got uh, the USA Today said that the payrolls of Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore uh, will each be around uh, $36 million. No, and Baltimore's I've, 30. Baltimore is 30. Baltimore, Baltimore is now 30, yep. Okay. We lowered it to 30. Yep. Of course, yeah. Well, you know, and these payrolls are subject to change. I mean, whenever they come up with these figures, they're, they're looking at, you know, the arbitrations aren't all done. Everybody isn't done with their free agency. And I'm, I'm not talking about Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I'm talking well, about teams that are trying to win. Here's the problem with that. I was listening to the Tigers on Sunday a little bit before the game, the bas- basketball game started. You get, each team gets about $60 million in national TV rights and 60 million in other things from MLB, and you can only have a $30 million payroll. Yeah. I think that's a floor. That is is a ripoff. The floor that they should have established should be 
the revenue sharing money. That should right. be the floor. And then from yeah. there on, you know, you, you can do what you want. If you only want to spend the $60 million or whatever it is, that's fine. But because we don't have a salary cap and, you know, these other leagues do have floors. I don't think you no, can go I, that far I agree with I cap. agree with Jim Price, Chris. He said you should not only spend that revenue sharing, but if you're bra- drawing in this money from national TV, you should be spending that, too. That shouldn't go That's in your cool. pocket. Yep. Yep. And this is this is, you know, it's a ty- tax write off already. They, I don't know if they'd be able to get away with this in the other leagues, let alone the rules are different. But I'm not sure with the with whether the. Uh, the uh, exempt, the antitrust exemption has something to do with this too, but this is criminal. This is, and I said this on, you know, it is, you're just taking money. These poor fans. Now Cleveland, I'm going to give Cleveland a little bit of a nod because they have never been this way before. They have always tried what they tend to do is try to do sort of what Minnesota does, what Cincinnati does, try to build up for three or four years, you know, sign some players in arbitration work, and then contend every five to seven years. So I'm not sure if they're just on a down yeah, he, cycle right now well, with Cleveland. He kind of exempted them, Chris, because um, their GM did say if they can, if there's something that makes sense for them to do, they will still yet do it. Yeah, and, and that yeah. would make the payroll go up. So Jim Price exempted them, but the two teams he didn't exempt were the Pirates and the Orioles. No, and the A's are heading that direction. Uh, so Robert, uh, speaking of that, what do you hear about the who are the two starters that everybody wants? Uh, uh, Manaya and uh, Montas. Frankie Montas and Sean Manaya. Yes. What are you hearing and about that? Anything? The, the last I heard, the Yankees are still hot and heavy for both of those guys. So okay, they they could very well both wind up in New York. Okay, um, and they're both very good pitchers. Uh, I I already know that I'm going to have a hundred loss season at least, and you know I'm not I'm not looking forward to it, and. You know, uh, God rest it's bad. Soul. It's bad, Robert. When even I, I saw a tweet from Vince Catronio, and it's it's bad that he's even prepared himself for a horrible year. Yeah, and well, I was just going to say, God rest his soul. Um, I'm Ray, Ray Fossey's not here to see this garbage. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's terrible. Uh, you know, I, I'm at, and like I said on the phone system, uh, the uh, Orioles, the Pirates, the A's, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks, because they're complaining. Uh, a few of these teams, they if you don't want to spend the money, don't be an owner in baseball. Right. A lot of the a lot of these owners that don't want to spend money are basically using these toys, as they call them, as tax write offs. They yep. don't really they don't really care. Now, Chris, you're a political science major. Do you ever think? That we can ever get the, I, it's difficult to get the government to agree on anything. But do you ever think that we, we will see the day that this antitrust exemption will go away in baseball? Because no, no other sport has this. No, the problem You'd that you, the problem that you have, Robert, is some of these guys, and you see, it's on both sides. So I'm not picking on one political side or the other. They right. know who they need to keep right. happy. They they know. Right. It. Yep. Like it wasn't going to happen to the Yankees while Nixon was president, just for an example that we all remember that they were, they were buds. So no, it's not going to change. It's just an anachronism. It's foolish, you know, and you're going to have grandstanding though. You're going to have the thing like, uh, who was the Senator uh, Rick? Who was the guy that had the, the hearings about the Patriots because he just decided because the Steelers and Eagles had lost to the Patriots. He was going to, uh, Arlen Specter. You you just have silly stuff. They'll do silly stuff like that. And and, well, on the other, the other day, um, Senator uh, Sanders from Vermont came out and he was complaining about the um, exemptions that baseball gets. But I'm sure what happens is they complain about it. Somebody then probably 
in baseball probably got a hold of. Them. I'll give give you this and give you this. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to be then they're going to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give you right. tickets. You know, they give you tickets. Right. They give you boxes. You know, whatever. Right. I mean, right. that's the problem. But I mean, I really think the people in Pittsburgh and Baltimore. It's up to them to stay away. That's the well, only way and, anything's going to happen. And uh, look, I, I hate to pour. And they probably uh, will. <laughs> I, I, I hate to pour more cold water on this, but I, I, any Oakland A's fan, you don't need to buy your tickets. You don't need to show up because this team is going to wind up moving anyway. They're, because the city is not going to give them that one billion dollar <laughs> thing that they want in Oakland. Uh, they're going to wind up moving. Uh, Vegas still want them, so Vegas is probably going to wind up having them in a few years. Yeah. Well, Cincinnati's not just sitting around. They signed Tommy Pham. So there you go. So they're and, they, and then they now now Bill, they signed Tommy Pham and then Tommy Pham immediately came out and basically said, I'm not really worried about winning. I'm just worried about getting my numbers. You're a Reds fan. What do you think about that? That's what I think too, Bill. If I were silence is silence is golden. But uh, that is exactly that's what he said. He came out and he said, "I'm really not worried." You know, whether true or not, that's probably not a statement you want to make. No, no. But 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 Robert, the A's are bringing back Stephen Vogt. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I know why. Stephen is one hell of a nice guy. He, he, I mean, uh, he was he's been around a while, and of course, he's moved around to different teams. But the reason why they're bringing him in, they want him to work with Sean Murphy because eventually they want to trade Sean Murphy. I mean, and if and if, if vote is doing well by the All Star break, he'd be a good trade candidate. Uh, yeah, and that's what he, that's what he said. He said, "I know I'm not here for the year because John Fisher does not want to pay anybody. Uh, if anybody puts up any kind of numbers, they're going to wind up on another team that needs them." Right. So, anyway, well, I'd like to get one of those starting pitchers. I mean, we're we're not going to have what Chris Sale till when is it, Rick? Like June or something? Well, they actually, they come out today and said he's feeling a lot better, and uh, he may be starting to throw in two or three weeks. Oh, good. Well, All right. uh, both both Rick and Chris, I tell you what, if you get either one of those guys, you'll be very happy. Oh, that's that's what I would like. Okay, any more baseball stuff? Nope, I well, think that's it. <clears throat> on to the NFL, and we have. Um, Tyreek Hill, and this, this is interesting because Tyreek Hill is traded from Kansas City to Miami for a one, two, and four this year, and I guess and a four and a six, four next, six year. next year. Now, but and it, and it was is, totally a financial thing because he he did yes. not. The Chiefs wanted him to. They were offering him a lot of money, but they wanted him to kind of help them to stay under the cap, and he basically said, "No, it, it's his way or the highway." Yeah, no, so any Adams contract, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they they agreed Rick, to four years for 120 million for Tyreek. Now he he did get banged. I had him on my team this year. He did get banged up this year, so he may be fine coming back. But that's a lot for a wide receiver. I don't care what kind of wide receiver you are. Well, and uh, here, here's the problem you have, Chris. He gets four and 120, but 75 yeah. of 75 of that is guaranteed. Right. The, the only the only reason why Tyreek Hill pulled this is because the day before. Before the Raiders signed uh, Adams to that five-year, one hundred and forty million dollars. Right. See, wide receivers are the divas of football because it, it never fails. As soon as one wide receiver gets a big pay raise, right. your next your next big wide receiver has to go to the team. Oh, wait a minute, it's my turn, and that's exactly what happened with Kansas right. City well, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And they have now the fastest wide receiver tandem, you know, with Miami now. So if Tua can't do anything with this, well, this. 
this is well, now this brings me to the other point that and this just shows how silly things are around here. I was listening, I forget what day it was, but I, I had on um, EEI and, uh, you know, a, a, a Merloni was on with uh, Fourier and they're talking about, you know, how can you, you know, give these, you know, like uh, pearls before swine. You got Tyreek Hill here and, uh, you know, Tua's and uh, Waddle and they're great. And now you got Tua and then Dale Arnold, of all people, who has, to my knowledge, no contact with, with anybody. He hasn't been in the NFL since 1990. Not that he doesn't follow it. Not that he didn't run a Sunday show. Whatever. Said that some, tweeted out somehow that some contact that he has with the Dolphins, whoever that may be, said <laughs> that Brady would be going, would be uh, the possibility to go to Miami. Now, there's probably a timer on at the Sports Hub and EEI that if you haven't mentioned Brady's name in two hours, <laughs> you probably have to mention Brady's name for some purpose. Well, but I mean, there's nothing to this kind of stuff. Chris, well, here's, here's the problem you have. As long as Stephen Ross is the owner of the Miami Dolphins, remember, he's a, a, a Michigan alum. So any anytime a Michigan quarterback, a.k.a. Tom Brady's, you know, uh, you know, as long as Brady's still throwing the football, his name will always be mentioned yeah. in connection. But, you know, Miami. I mean, you can mention anything you want, but what would be the point of that for, for, I mean, Miami, you've just got rid of a coach that Brady knew, at least, you know, in Flores, they brought in somebody he doesn't know, you, yeah. uh, you know, you've got a, a setup in, in my, now I know, oh, and they threw in just to throw a log on the fly, fire that Gronk hasn't really said whether he's coming back yet. He may not, you know, because he's going to be Tampa Bay. So this is just silly, silly season to me. Yeah. I now, mean, Rick, you were going to say something. I was just going to say it, it's not just Dylan. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation for that, be, you know, when the season season first ended and now pretty much everybody's saying that it's not going to happen this no. year but they're still thinking yeah. they're still saying it very well could happen next year if Tua doesn't perform with these receivers yeah well, the, well. Pro- the problem with Tua guys and uh, for those of you that uh, know more about football than I do uh, Tua does not have the throwing arm to, to- no he doesn't but if you watch Kansas City this year Mahomes wasn't throwing real deep to Hill a lot. They they no. took that away from him. He was showing throwing shorter passes and he'd break tackle and they, and these wide receiver screens and even run plays where they'd hand the ball to him. And that's you know this is this coach for new coach from Miami. He's supposed to be one of these offensive you know kid geniuses. So was, okay. I think that's the kind of thing he's going to work out for Tariq Hill. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, the, it's all on Tua here now. I mean, because they're not going to blame, they they will not blame. I don't care what happens. They're not going to blame, uh, you know, uh, Waddle and, and Hill if if things right. don't don't go right. So, but I think right. that was way too many draft picks to give for Hill. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. So the USFL, Sean, I guess it's getting ready to start on April 16th. All the games in Birmingham, right? Yep. Yep. And yeah, you got the Houston Gamblers, the uh, New Orleans Breakers. The yep. Birmingham Stallions and the Tampa Bay Bandits in the South, and the Michigan Panthers, Pittsburgh Maulers, Philadelphia Stars, and the New Jersey Generals in the North. That they're all going to be in. Yeah, they're all going to be in Birmingham, and they yeah. got some interesting rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So what, I, I don't know because we got other rules to talk about for they're really going to have. Actually, some of these rules that they were talking about, like that three point conversion from the where was it from the ten? Is it the ten? Uh, that is a rule that the XFL had last year. I remember two years ago, I should say. So that, yeah, that was, remember we only had the XFL for three weeks, but I, I do remember that rule. Five. Yeah, but either way, yeah, and then they're talking about that fourth. You can go from fourth and uh, fifteen or whatever. Yeah, the fourth and from the third. Fourth and twelve from the uh, from the opponent's uh, 
33, I think it is. 33-yard line. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Kind of similar to that 4th and 15 that they've talked about over the years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'd move it back. I, I would try it, but I think I'd move it back a little bit because that's kind of, you know, a yeah. little too far, but maybe the 50 or something like that. Uh, and they, and uh, then they're going to do all your, your favorites, Sean. They're going to do a bunch of uh, two-point conversions for overtime. Oh, yeah. They're doing all those two. The, uh, the best of three. They're going to each team gets three shots at the end like zone. Like a hockey whoever's shootout. Ahead yeah. Of the yeah. Three. Yeah. Uh, whoever's ahead of the three, they win. But if it's still tied, then they go to sudden death. Right. Yep. So Detroit is going to be on hard knocks this year. So yeah. Dan Campbell, so get ready for some good oh, Dan Campbell boy. talk. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. You know that from what I heard today, I never realized this. That they've got some ways that you you um I don't know if it's that you can't be on hard knocks or you can opt out of hard knocks. But if you don't have if you have a new coach this year, and yeah. if you've made and if you've made the playoffs one of the last two years, well, the Lions you don't, don't have to worry about that one. Yeah. So no. <laughs> so when you figure it out after those rules, there were only five teams that I can figure that were eligible to be on this year. It was Detroit. Carolina, Atlanta, the Jets, and the Chargers. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And 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 if if you're Bill Belichick, Belichick, he will never. I don't care. He'd quit before he'd be on hard knocks. I'm yeah. yeah no, because correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think in the history of HBO doing hard knocks, I don't think the New England Patriots have ever been featured. Absolutely no, not. They have not. Well, yeah, if that was, not. If, I don't know how long this rule's been in effect, but I mean they were always in the playoffs, so they wouldn't yeah. have to be. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, the NFL draft, I guess, will be in Detroit in uh, 2024. Now, where is it? Vegas this year, right? It'll yeah. be in Vegas this Kansas year. Kansas City Vegas. next year. And where? Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City next, next year. year. Okay. Yeah. And San Francisco, John uh, Lynch says he's not planning to trade Garoppolo. And does he usually say that, or is this well, just I don't, I don't prompted? Think that's what he said. I think he said he's not planning on releasing Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, of course not. Yeah. Uh, well, I, some um, people seem to think that if he doesn't get an offer at a certain time, he will release him. And, no, but even if he will, he's not going to say that because he wants to make a trade. Yeah, I read an article today. The 49ers are, are they've reached the conclusion that they're not going to get the trade offer that they want, so they're probably going to wind up keeping Garoppolo on the roster this year. But Trey Lance will be starting in some games. I still okay. think Garoppolo's going to Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Carolina doesn't have anybody. But but apparently Carolina doesn't have anything that San Francisco wants. Right? That's the problem. <laughs> so. Well, and they can he, say, "Give us what you gave, what the uh, the uh, you know Chiefs uh, got here, uh, gave up for uh, Tyreek, uh, got for Tyreek Hill." Yeah, and, and, you know? uh, and the problem is, Seattle, in my opinion, still needs a quarterback. If, they, if yeah. they're going to start, they're going to start the season with Drew Locke. Yeah. Uh, boy, yeah. it's going to be a long year. In no, I don't think they will. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. Are there any top NFL prospects in the draft this year that you hear about? From what a, from what from what I've been hearing. There's a quarterback uh, uh, thing is very weak this year, Chris. Well, that yeah, stands to reason like, after it was such a big year, you know, last year. So it's like Pittsburgh, three, but, Pittsburgh's but quarterback them, uh, is one. You got Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. quarterback. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. What's his name? I can't. Oh, we got from Pittsburgh. You have yeah. the, the two that you hear most commonly mentioned is Pickett from Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. and the Corral from Ole Miss is getting a lot of. Yeah, a lot yeah, of but, talk now. It's a, well, but it, now guy, it is. It is a receiver-heavy draft. The guy that they think is is moving up to you know is one of these guys that you always get that that can run and has a has a how what's up for an arm is this I think it's Malik Williams from Liberty. Okay, so, so oh, but yeah. none of these guys are uh, top five picks, but you do have like Carolina, Seattle, and you know all in the uh, picks in the top ten, so they could go late in the top 
Yeah, yeah. Carolina, yeah. I think, is six, and Seattle's like nine. And Landis there I, too. So who knows? yeah, I know the Jets are four. And I don't 10. think any of those any any of the quarterbacks are going to go six or nine. I think that's a no, bit high for them. Yeah. Okay. I wonder, yeah, the Steelers would really like to draft this kid from Liberty, but I don't know if he's going to be there at twenty. Mm-hmm. So in the postseason, each team is going to get a chance uh, with the ball in overtime. Now they they tell us. Yep. yep. And, uh, and they could eliminate the co- – and so in the regular season – so, Sean, explain this thing about in the regular season that you could end up with uh, – they, if they passed a rule that almost passed, I guess, they under serious well, discussion. it would have been the regular and the postseason. It w- all right, it came – it was gaining momentum to where, let's say – Okay, let, well, let's be clear before before you tell us this, Sean. It, the regular season is remaining the same. Yeah, regular season is remaining the same, but this, this would have affected the regular and – the postseason, if it had passed, and it was getting, it, but it was brought up real late, and it was going to eliminate the coin toss at uh, overtime. So, whoever had the ball, they would treat the end of the fourth quarter. It was tied, just like the end of the first or the third quarter. If you had the ball, you'd continue driving, and that would be your first possession. And then they'd have the possession. Obviously, you know, it would. The other rules would say regular, se- like in the regular season, touchdown. You know, touchdown. It's over field goal, the other team gets the ball. That's going to stay the same regular season, but instead of the coin toss, you would just keep the ball if you had it at the end of the game, and that would be you'd be first. So, But it yeah. it did. Now, it may still come. The owners are still meeting. It could still pop up. But as No, no. Now, Adam Schefter it, tweeted that it, they've done what they're going to do. Okay. But look for that. Maybe next year that maybe could pop up. Yeah. Well, they might ask, uh, you know, the USL, uh, USFL, you know, I guess, well, I guess they're probably wedded to the two-point thing. So it would have been kind of well, nice to see how the strategy worked in the USFL well, for that. They'll test it out. Their, their agreement to test rules is with the XFL when it comes back next year. Oh, I thought so it was USFL. That, okay. No, it's the XFL. It's, they, no, the USFL is not a test league. The XFL, when they come back, that's their deal. They signed an agreement to... That kind of similar to what they had in Canada to send officials over there, and they also to test rules. Kind of an unofficial agreement they signed it with the Rock uh, when they come back next, uh, when XFL returns next year. So. Right, and that'll be pretty amazing to have a league come back after what a f- uh, three-year absence because they started in twenty, yeah. and uh, yeah. So anyway, oh. so we'll see. But anyway, any more NFL? Rick's always got more. Yeah, I got. Well, I got. There was a few free agent signings, not a whole lot, but. Uh, Miami also signed uh, the best offensive lineman that was out there, Tareen uh, Armstead from the Saints. So there's more help for Tua. Um, Kansas City signed uh, the receiver Marcus Valden Scanlon from Green Bay. That's right. And they signed running back uh, Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. Um, the Patriots got a, signed a couple of defensive players, my old friend Malcolm Butler. <laughs> and then today, today they signed uh, safety Jarrell Peppers from the Giants. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, who's uh, who I really liked? Of course, he, he tore his ACL after seven games last year. He was out the rest of the year, but I liked him. And the uh, the, the Bills signed uh, Jets receiver Jamison Crowder, and I think that's all I got. Okay, Bill, Bill did uh, you have something? While no, I didn't. I was thinking about the Colts' lack of, of signing players, and they have the most cap space. And what does that get now, you? Now that you're back, though, Bill, uh, Pierre, we're going to get to you in a second. And Jamal, we're going to get to you, too. Um, we mentioned that the Reds had signed Tommy Pham, and I had said he came right out after that and said he wasn't worried really about winning. He's worried about his numbers. You're a Reds fan. What do you think of that? 
I think, first of all, the guy can only play. He can't play, you know, a, a night game and then, or he can't play a game after a night game. And or, I mean, he can't play. How am I trying to say this right? He can play like a, a one game in a row, right? Like a Saturday he won't night play a game. Day game after a night game. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And. So I'm thinking, how old is this guy? I don't and, know. He's not that old. I think he's 33. Okay, and but not that old. How many home runs does he hit? I've never even. No, he's not a big home run hitter. Well then, what he's the pretty hell? good. Now, when he was with the Cardinals, I seem to remember him being pretty good, wasn't he? He was pretty good with the Cardinals, but with the Rays and the Padres, he tailed off. Okay. Yeah, but he went now, to now, the ocean. now the former general manager Bill of the Reds, Jim Bowden, said, "If if I had a player who made a comment like that." He said, I would go down and nicely ask him if he wanted to readdress that issue. And if he said no, I would trade him as soon as I could. Well, when the owner himself does not care and says, like, well, I would never sign a player to a $100 million contract. But you know what? These owners do not have any problem in sharing in the revenue no, and all the good things. You know, Another thing, though, Bill, that that, that Bowden said, and, and he's correct. I mean, this was proven a lot. You people can say what they want to say about Marge Schott and all of her whatever is there. He said she cared about her team and she would spend to win. Yeah, yeah I mean, she was crazy. I mean, the things and that she that. right and the things <laughs> that she said about Eric Davis, for example, would. Would, would to, to in today's society that lady be locked up? I mean, oh, no I mean, come on now. Uh, what Tommy Brenneman said was mild compared mild. to that. Oh, yeah. You know, this is a me too, but you're right. And but the Colts do not spend the money, they need help on the offensive line, they're not getting it. and I don't know what they're going to do. I think it depends upon who outlasts who. I think the owner may have to step in next year and say, all right, Mr. Ballard, you're not using the resources we're giving you because right, you right. you don't believe in it. Well, it's too bad. Yeah. You know, and well, so I'll let them get to these phone calls. And by the let's way, do just real quick, no show tomorrow. Tim okay, is doing so his show. Okay, so we're so, off tomorrow. So, yeah. uh, Pierre, why don't you unmute? We're down to about 23 minutes. So, Pierre, we'll go to you. Then Jamal. I know Pierre's crushed because he's a regular on the uh, Bill and Perry yes. show. <laughs> well, um, there's got to be uh, somebody. <laughs> yeah, I don't think y'all mentioned where where the uh, NFL teams have to hire a woman or a minority. Oh, no, we didn't. The NFL, they no. did pass that. The NFL, they have to hire a woman or a minority on the offensive side of the ball or in the front office. Yep. So how many of those and, uh, I, I guess I would, my question there would be why, I, and I mean, we, we had some fun with it before the show and we won't go into that here. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, no. The, the, uh, why is it the offensive side of the ball? Why can't you hire him if, if it's on the deep? Why can't you hire him on the defensive side of the ball? Because because on offense, the quarterbacks wear skirts 
So, <laughs> well, there is that, Pierre. There, there is that, Pierre. Point. That's Speaking a good point. Oh, yeah. Benjamin, and the yeah. men are always on the men are on the defense with the women all the time, anyway. So, so Sean, you brought that in anyway. What we were talking about before the show, you yeah, cleaned it up go. a little well, bit. Good I know job. I brought that. I, I brought that part, but I know I, you know, other stuff. But we're always on the defense. Yeah. We all yeah. know they're the because they're the boss. I mean, and another and another thing, Pierre, the uh, Saints signed. Andy Dalton to a $6 million contract, three of it guaranteed. Right. And uh, I read an article this week about the uh, MLB meetings. Yes. And how the owners are turning their backs on the owners of the Browns. They won't even speak to them. The NFL meetings. Oh, the NFL. Yeah. Right. NFL because of the uh, Deshaun Watson. But here's the problem with that. And I, I mean, I, I get it. But there were at least three or four other owners who were going to do the exact same thing that the Browns did. But they said yep. they're turning their backs on them because of the number of draft charges they gave and the number, uh, the uh, dollar amount that they gave and the guarantee part of it. Hey, that's that, the part, yeah. That the they whole thing is going to be guaranteed. Yeah. Right. But a lot, of the, a lot of other teams were willing to overlook his stuff and bring him in. Well, it, yeah, there was, it's not even the overlooking. It's the guarantee. It's, it's the one hundred percent guaranteed that they're right. they're not they're upset about it. It's not the it's not that part because they were they were the only ones willing to give him. They and he wasn't even asking for that. They volunteered the hundred right. the two. Well, let's. He's one of the owners too, and I don't remember the circumstances, but I remember that we had uh, somebody in our used to come into our conference, and she told us. That he, uh, you know, was a, on the verge of criminal activity with some of his businesses. Right. I don't even uh, remember. Yeah, and, and he's one of the ones. Remember that they've said they've investigated on stuff that they're looking into. You know, along with the Stephen Ross, when the Stephen Ross thing, the Brian Flores stuff came out, there was uh, wasn't it Hugh Jackson? Yes. Threw that yeah. out about yeah. him. Yeah. About him also. Okay. Yeah. We're right. down, yeah. we're, we got to we got to get through basketball and hockey. So let's get to the callers. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, you're next. Go ahead. Jamal. Hello. Jamal. Hello. There you go. <laughs> there, right, you there you go, are. Jamal. Okay, a couple, a couple things here. Number one about the about what you talked about, about the Cleveland Browns. I find it funny how the owners will turn their backs on uh, Haslam because he dared trade and guaranteed the money for uh, Sean Jackson. It was his choice. Watson. You know, Watson. what is Sean Watson about? And number and number two, when talking about uh, baseball, I wish baseball would have come up with a salary floor requirement for some of these right. things because yeah. it's ridiculous that you got you get at least sixty million dollars between the two TV rights, and yet you have a thirty-six million dollar payroll, yep. which should be asked, "What do you do with the rest of the money?" And my concern also about the uh, White Sox. There's been a lot of concern around here for a lack of a right fielder. They put Andrew Vaughn in right field. He got hurt. Well, now and they acquired Adam Hazley from the Phillies today for a prospect. Oh, good grief. I mean, the White Sox <laughs> need to get a real right fielder and cut this experimentation. They have the money. Get a doggone right fielder, please. All I can say, Jamal, is there's still nine days. They're probably watching the waiver wire in case yeah. anybody gets released or 
something like that. And there's still a um, big pool, as I understand it, of free agents, the mid-level free agents just sort of floating around out there. Gina, go ahead and start unmuting so we can get to you next. And then, Dick, you're already unmuted, so just stay right there, and you're up after Gina. So, Gina, go ahead go ahead and unmute, and we'll get to you in just a sec. Go ahead, Jamal. I mean, but for God's sake, I need to address right field, stop experimenting. It's, it's getting stupid, in my opinion. Well, getting back to Haslam, he's not part of the club. You know, if if Bob Kraft had done it or Jerry Jones had done it or whatever, you know, there's certain guys that are in the inner circle in the NFL. It's really clear. It has it happens in every sport, but I think it's clear. We kind of know who the movers and shakers are. And even though Daniel Snyder has done some disgraceful things, he's still well. He's more popular probably than Jimmy Haslam. You know, it's just one of those things. Yep. Gina, what's right, well, up? Gina. Well, hey, I've got a couple of Washington State things. Okay. That oh, good. I wasn't I wasn't sure when to put them in. But, well, we didn't um, have Washington hey, State scheduled, so I think uh, <laughs> this is a good time. Oh, wait, we did tease yesterday that Gina was going to have some big news. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, first of all, when I was watching the Olympics, I watched the NBC station's local news, and I found out something I didn't know, and that is that Seattle has a rugby team. Oh, uh, yes, it is. There is a major league. There is major league rugby now. Austin has a team. DC, uh, it's it's kind of picking up some steam. This major league rugby is. Yeah. Mm, okay. I don't cool. know anything about it. Uh, we stop. They're not. Um, I wish they were broadcast somewhere so I could listen to them. But, you guys, um, you guys have enough. Uh, when I went through on my stream, Gina, and put stations in, you got enough sports stations to choke a horse. You ought to be able to yeah, put the rugby on somewhere. Ours is on TV, but not I radio. Totally but, uh, yeah. Another thing I want to say is that, will you stop it, voiceover? My, um, a few years ago, I can't remember just when this happened, but um, somebody over on Bainbridge Island, Washington, invented pickleball, which is a sport, I guess, that I would describe as a cross between, um, oh, I don't know, tennis and badminton, maybe. Right. And Mm -hmm. yesterday, our governor, Jay Inslee, signed something that has declared pickleball to be the official sport of Washington State. Just what you guys always wanted to know. I absolutely. I, I uh, had heard the term pickleball, but I don't know whether is it like baseball, sort no. of. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's I, more like tennis, I think. I oh, okay. Think it's done with a yeah, I like tennis, but but I'll find out what is times on the panel discussions we slow down. Or maybe I'll find out about more more about the major so, league rugby and all the, that. The the other question right. I have for you tonight is: there any interest in the uh, in the area about the uh, uh, Texas A&M Washington State game tonight in the NIT. I haven't heard. I, mean, I guess not. <laughs> guess that. <laughs> okay, good job, Gina Dick. Uh, you're already unmuted. Go ahead. I'll bet, there's, I'll, bet there's no, I'll bet there's no interest in it in Wisconsin. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, we they, they went belly up uh, in that uh, game last weekend. Um, I got a few things, guys. Uh, first of all, a little like uh, humor here. Uh, with that new football league, I, my question is, when do you think they're going to get their uniforms repossessed? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Yeah. Uh, secondly, about uh, the Bulls, I don't know. They are really uh, going down. Are they yes, banging? They are. Okay, Dick, I would have a question because we're, we're going to be doing the standings in a minute. The Bulls have fallen into the other battle. They were in the first place battle. Now they're in the play-in battle. Have they got a bunch of injuries, or what's going on with them? Well, they, they have uh, – uh, the, Williams has come back after, I think, he had a broken wrist. Uh, Ball is still out. Uh, I just you – know, I think they, they, they played over their heads. I, I, yeah. I do believe. I, I would agree. Uh, and and the, now they're in fifth. They lost to the Knicks last night. I couldn't yep. believe it. Yeah. And they lost to the – uh, they're playing the Bullets, not the Bullets. The Wizards, <laughs> the Wizards. yeah. At least be the Bullets. Yeah. Um, they're playing tonight, and they'll probably lose again. And it's just, it's sad. Um, and I suspect now Boston's fourth, I think, right? I, it's my they are. Yeah, I mean, they were first yeah, Sunday, they're fourth now. Yeah, that's why it goes. Well, yeah, it goes. In. Uh, interesting. I, I'm, I'm really happy to see. You know, I'm glad the Lakers are, are not. It looks like they're not going to get in the playoffs. The Lakers may not even make it. Though. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, sliding. The Spurs are sneaking up on them. Yeah, they slip sliding away, as, uh, as Paul Simon would say. You know, I'll make one more prediction about baseball. Um, you know, the audience of baseball, the younger generation is not that interested. I will predict to you that in 20 years there may not be baseball anymore. Oh, there'll uh, be baseball. There'll be baseball. It'll be baseball, just not at the. It won't be at the popularity. Where it's it like is. I okay. We had horse racing. Horse. Remember, Dick. That right after World War II, uh, boxing and horse racing and baseball were the three big sports, and then college football was pretty big. They were the three or four big sports in the country, and still people love. People love. There's always a big fight on Derby Day, and people love that. That's a nostalgic thing. And you're still horse racing, and it still gets coverage. And I don't think baseball will ever sink to the level of horse racing, uh, you know. But I, I'm just saying it's it's one of those things where uh, every generation, you know, moves on, moves to its thing, you know. And, and the NFL really captivated people our age, and the NBA has captivated the younger people. They like the NFL, but they really love the NBA. So every sta- every generation sort of hops on its own bandwagon, you know. Well, I want to go really one comment about racing. I, I've never heard a sports writer say, "Wait." Uh, they don't like the uh, horse racing because it's too short and you can't talk to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you, well, there we go. We got, five, we got five minutes for okay. basketball and five minutes for hockey. So no, let's, we can do this. Let's let's do not, all yeah, right. Well, the NBA, here we go. Now, we've, we've the East has sort of settled into two different crazy races here. So we have Miami right now at 48 and 28, number one. Philadelphia, 46 and 28, number two. Milwaukee, 46 and 28, number three. And remember, they're playing tonight, so they're fighting for second, but everybody's fighting for first. And the Celtics, despite the Robert Williams, are now fourth at 47 and 29. So these, these are the top four. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to stay in the top four, but it's getting pretty close to thinking that they will be the hosts for the playoff series in yeah. some order. Because we dropped down to Chicago. So we had the Celtics 18 over. Chicago is now third, fifth at 43 and 32. So you see now they've fallen into that group. They're 43 and 32. Number six, Toronto, 43 and 32. So they're tied uh, virtually. Number seven, Cleveland, 42 and 33. Yeah. Number eight is Brooklyn at 39 and 36. So, and Charlotte's right with them at 39 and 37. So from five through nine, they're all within, uh, let's see, about uh, three and a half games. So they have fallen. Yeah. The Bulls have gone into the play, play-in race 
as, as has Toronto. Toronto has always been in that race, but Cleveland has joined them now in that race. So they fell out of the first place race, and the Celtics got into it. Uh, Atlanta is now 38 and 37. They're still in the bottom part of that. Then you drop the ones that are out, New York 34-42, Bullets, uh, Wizards, you've got me doing it, 32-42, Indiana 25-51, Detroit 20-55, and 55, Orlando 20-56. and 56. In the West, Phoenix is running away with it, best record by far in the NBA, 61-14. and 14. Memphis is now 53-23. and 23. Golden State is 48-28, and 28. so Memphis has the number two uh, seed locked up. And the they Warriors put- are not playing real well right now, oh. so... Okay. Have they got injuries, Robert? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. For uh, 48 and 28. Then we look at Dallas at 46 and 29. So Dallas is not far behind them. And Utah's no. right on their tails at 50, 45 and 30. So then you drop to Denver at 45, 31. Then the leader in the play-in at the moment is Minnesota at 43 and 33. That is might be where they stay, but they could uh, maybe move up on Denver a little bit. Now they're, they've been playing well. Clippers are going to be an eighth. They're 36 and 39 because you have to drop down to New Orleans at 32 and 43, and the Lakers at 31 and 43. LeBron doesn't like to play in. Well, LeBron, maybe you won't have to play in it because San Antonio is right behind you at 31 and 44. So remember, yeah. Sean kind of wanted to give up on San Antonio last week, but I didn't. So they're, yeah, they're starting to come back. Yeah, I was yeah, ready to got a shot at the play-in. Uh, Portland 27 and 48, Sacramento 27 and 49, Oklahoma City 22 53, Houston is 20 and 56. So right now in the East, we're not even. We're just going to talk about the play-in matchups because there's no point yeah. when you saw the Red Celtics go from first on sun, after Sunday night to fourth on Monday night. What does that tell you? So in the East right now, Brooklyn would be the eighth seed and play Cleveland right today. But remember, Cleveland and Toronto are tied, and Atlanta would be the ten seed playing Charlotte. So that's about all we can tell you. And, of course, the winner of that uh, top first game, that Brooklyn-Cleveland, would be the seven seed and play the number whoever would be the number two. And the uh, the other, uh, Atlanta, and the loser of that game, and Charlotte would fight for, or, you know, whatever. They'd play the winner. Let's say uh, Charlotte beat uh, Atlanta. They would play the loser of that game. So we'll see what happens. In the West, it's a little more logical. The uh, Clippers are eighth. They're going to play right now Minnesota, although Denver uh, could fall. And then we have the Lakers at 10, playing New Orleans at 9. So it used to be uh, the Lakers would have hosted that. So that's about it. But the things are too, especially in the, in the East, are too uh, chaotic to even talk about much of anything on that. Right. And then in the NHL, it's not, it's, you know, it, it's not as crazy, but it's, it's, and they've got more time because the NBA is down to about 12 days. The season ends on April 10th. So, uh, you know, this yeah. is the home stretch for the NBA. Yep. In the NHL, in the Atlantic Division, Florida has 94. Tampa Bay has... Now, here we go. Here, here's the fun part. Tampa Bay, 88. Toronto, 87. And the Bruins, 87. For a while, the Bruins were third. Uh, and I don't think they got to second. No, but tonight... Did. What? Did they get to second? Per yeah, day? they did. Yeah. Okay. So probably the same day the Celtics were in first. <laughs> you know, yeah. you just hope it's not an omen. But what we got, for example, tonight is the Bruins are playing, uh, you know, uh, Toronto here. And Tampa Bay is at 88. If the Bruins win... And Carolina beats Tampa Bay, they will be second, you yep. know, if they beat Toronto. So they, this can change all the time for this stuff here. Everybody who's in the playoffs is in the playoffs in the East. Detroit 60, Buffalo 58, uh, Ottawa 52, Montreal 47. In the Metropolitan, we have Carolina at 95. And they're still having a battle with Florida for that top seed, uh, yep. you know, in the whole in the East. They're, they're at 95. 
Pittsburgh 90 and the Rangers 89, and they're going to play each other, uh, what is it, tomorrow? Tonight. Is it tonight? Tonight, tonight, tonight they're playing. Yeah. So they're fighting for home ice in their uh, uh, series. Washington's at 84. They're, they're going to stay where they are. They're going to be fourth in that division. Then we drop to Columbus 60, uh, 69, the Islanders 65, Philadelphia 53, New Jersey 53. In the Central Division, we have Colorado at 98 running away with it. Uh, Minnesota's 84, St. Louis 81, Nashville 80, and we have uh, Dallas at 75, Winnipeg 74, Chicago 58, Arizona 45. We'll run down the wild card in the, in the West because that's the, where the craziness is in, in that, that conference. In the Pacific, we have Calgary at 88, the uh, Kings are at 81, Edmonton 79, Las Vegas 76, Vancouver 73, San Jose, 66, they're out. San Jose's out. Anaheim, 65. Seattle, of course, 48. In the East, right now, again, all subjects change. Washington would be going to, to against Carolina, and the Rangers would be going to Pittsburgh. But again, they're playing uh, tonight. In the uh, That's in that part of the East. The Bruins would be the fourth seed at playing Florida, and Toronto would be playing Tampa Bay. So who knows? In the West, Vegas would be uh, the fourth seed, and they uh, the lowest wild card. They'd be playing Colorado. St. Louis back again playing Minnesota, and in the uh, Nashville would be the other wild card at Calgary, and then we would have Edmonton at the Kings in the, in that division. The wild cards right now: Nashville's the top wild card at eighty. Las Vegas is seventy six. That's those are the only two that can make it as as wild cards right there. Then it goes to Dallas seventy five, Winnipeg seventy four. And Vancouver is uh, 73. 73. So there you go. They're they're all alive. You know, we know the eight teams in the playoffs in the East, and uh, we know that the wild card is uh, still way up for grabs in the in the West. And uh, so, and uh, second place, uh, second, third, and fourth in the uh, Atlantic, and then second, uh, really big, big time. Uh, they've been back and forth. It's like a basketball team, one or two point lead for the Rangers and Penguins uh, for that battle. So anyway, that's. What's going but Robert, you have a death to announce in hockey. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we got notified that uh, uh, Eugene Melmick, the owner of the Ottawa Senator, has died at the age of 62. I don't have an official cause of death yet. I'm assuming it's some kind of cancer. Um, but uh, Ottawa's franchise has not been run very well under him. Um, uh, they've always spent below the floor or near the floor. They've never really spent a whole lot of money. And, of course, Ottawa is just like Calgary. They both need brand-new arenas. And so maybe his death will be a blessing in disguise, and maybe that franchise will get a new infusion of somebody who's willing to put money into it. So we'll see what well, happens. But Speaking of what's going to happen, Sean is going to put this, uh, put the show on ice for us. There you go, Sean. And once yeah. again, we want to remind right. y'all there will be no Bill Perry and Friends show tomorrow, so find something else to do. Uh, go over to Pierre's house and hang out with Bella and uh, if you want. <laughs> yeah. but, so, all right, you can download the podcast at legendoldies.com or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Okay. Tell your smart speaker to play uh, Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or 773-572-3006, option number nine. Come back next week because we will be making our baseball predictions. We will also have champions for the uh, NBA, uh, for the uh, women's Final Four and the men's Final Four, and we'll be yeah. talking about those. Well, baseball predictions are what they really want to hear, so they can make I'm their I'm sure they do. They can laugh at us. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, see you next see week. See you next week. Bye.